This podcast is part of the Zeo to Hero Podcast Network. AvenuePodcast.net. This is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. I want to encourage all of you out there to listen to Give a Dad a Podcast. And remember, everybody's got a price for the Million Dollar Man. <laughs> Hello, all my beautiful people. Time for another fun episode of If You Give a Dad a Podcast, and I think this one is going to be a real treat for you guys today. I have on with me Matt McCarthy. He is a comedian, an actor, a former writer for WWE, and uh, he's done all kinds of stuff with College Humor and uh, been on the Pete Holmes show. Uh, He was on Conan O'Brien even, and so I am very excited to have him on and to talk to him today about all kinds of fun stuff. We get into stories about working on Conan O'Brien. We talk about the VHS tapes that he does and all kinds of other fun stuff. Maybe a few Vince McMahon stories in there as well. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy this. And for those of you who are here just to listen to the Mac McCarthy episode, welcome. I hope that you enjoy what you hear and I hope that you stick around and listen to some of the other great episodes I have here as well. So, if you guys are as excited as I am, then let's get this show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. Hey, Dad. So where did you actually train at? I made a really good career out of being able to bump, sell, and I had a punch-me face. I wasn't about to call you Dad, so... <laughs> Seriously? I felt like I was in an anime or something. People get really mad at those videos for some reason. Like it triggers really? certain people. Yeah. Bloop. Wow. I was actually lost as an independent, and I was taken in by a traveling group of independent wrestlers. <laughs> I love it. I'm excited for this stuff. Bro. You get punched in the face on the daily. Do you always do these interviews with your shirt off? <laughs> what? Man, this guy won't shut up. So this is one I have an actual testimonial for myself. I've used this company to get a custom gift made for my wife. If you're looking for a handmade custom gift or something that's laser engraved or just something that's one of a kind that says, hey, I care, then go to 3S Productions. They even make military and sports themes gifts as well. It is a veteran-owned and operated family business. Hit them up on their Instagram page, and that's at 3S Productions. I will have a link to them in my show notes. When it comes to laser engraving or any type of woodworking, go to 3S Productions with a Z. And like I said, I'll have a link to them in my show notes. All right, everybody. So I am really stoked about this one. I actually had this one scheduled towards the first of the year. Something came up, and I wasn't able to do it. And uh, the guy that I'm talking with was nice enough to reschedule with me almost a year later. And uh, I am talking about Matt McCarthy. He is a comedian, an actor, a former writer for WWE. He is the host of We Watch Wrestling podcast and uh, We Watch It podcast. He's appeared on Conan O'Brien, the uh, Pete Holmes show. Uh, He's did a lot of stuff with College Humor, and I'm just really excited to have him on. Man, Matt, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you doing? Doing good. You know, uh, like I told you just a second ago, I uh, just got done doing all my dad stuff and I am uh, ready to talk. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I'm, I was late because of dad stuff. <laughs> it's all right. You know, life happens and uh, you got to kind of just got to roll with the punches. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's funny, man. Like during the lockdown, mm -hmm. listening to podcasts or reading people's posts online, people without kids, like talking about how bored they were. I was just like, <laughs> man, fuck off. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, what? Boredom sounds <laughs> like such a luxury. Yeah. Especially, uh, so when the, when it came to doing some of the um, virtual learning and stuff and you had to kind of become a teacher at home yourself. Oh my God. Ooh, that was rough. They recently just ended that uh, with our kids here. They, uh, before they were still allowing some kids to do virtual learning and whenever it came to like snow days and stuff, they would do what they call an AMI day. But right. now they're going back to just snow days. And I'm, I'm actually pretty stoked about that. I remember like I was like when I first heard that that was happening, I was like, oh, man, this is that's cra that's crazy. Yeah, that they would do like that was my first reaction. And I was like, well, you know, <laughs> I guess it makes sense. But like growing up in Rhode Island, I'm like the idea of not getting a snow day, like it's like, oh, it's snowed. So now you have to learn on your computer. It's like, no, no, that's not what a snow day is. Right. But yeah. then my one buddy was like, well, they can't do it because like not everybody has the Internet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, still people to this day. I mean, they, that kind of yeah. blows me away a little bit. That, you know, there's still people out there that don't there's really still have people the Internet. who order the wrestling pay-per-view on pay-per-view and don't just pay the one ninety nine for Peacock or whatever it is. You know, I mean, it's yeah. just like Dave Meltzer just ended. I think next week is the last whenever this airs, December 12th is the last like hard copy of the Wrestling Observer newsletter he's sending out. And he's like, there are people who are like, I don't have a computer. I don't have the internet. So oh, it's wow. been a great run, Dave. And he's like, uh, maybe I'll send you a copy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, wow. I mean, that really does blow me away. But, you know, there, yeah. there, there are tons of people who, you know, they have that People get scared of technology and stuff like that. And I get it, you know, to a certain point. But, you know, I mean, that, wow, that one. I, I grew well, up when internet first came into the home, you know. I yeah. was, I, was uh, I, I remember getting the computer in the living room, you know, and having internet out there and doing the dial up and all that stuff, you know. So, I mean, I've been through all of this. But I guess it would be maybe some people who didn't have that growing up. Uh, that uh, my assumption is and I don't have hard data in front of me, but my assumption <laughs> is we're talking about people who are probably over 50. Yeah. Um, and there's look, I'm sure that there's people who just, you know, it's just not in the budget. I mean, right. like, right. Yeah. Analog broadcast TV was a thing until 2009. So it's like there were people who never got cable. They were right. like, no, I have a TV. I turn it on and I watch it, which sounds amazing to just turn on a television and there's a show on instead of having to trudge and dig and search through all these goddamn streamers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fired up because I just finished doing a bunch of that. Like, you know, we're doing homework and then with a dog has diarrhea. So oh, the no. dog went to the vet and then I had to fish a bag of poop out of the garbage to bring it to the vet. And then we're driving back and he's reading in the car and there's popcorn and there's cats and there's podcasts. And... Wow. 
Sounds it's all like happening. A, <laughs> sounds like a rough night, dude. <laughs> and then I, I got to fly out in the morning. I still got to book my uh, my parking spot at the uh, the bus station that I, I take to LAX. And then I got to fly out to New York tomorrow. Oh, wow. You know, it's all happening at once. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate you being on here and taking time out of your busy schedule to come on here and talk with me. I don't even have a busy schedule. It's just shit keeps happening. <laughs> I wake up every morning. I'm like, oh man, finally, I'm going to get to get some stuff done today. And then, yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> everything happens at once. It's so funny. So there was one thing I wanted to talk to you about, and it's actually how I, I, I so I was aware of you because I've always watched like college humor and, uh, you know, the Pete Holmes show and things like that. But I actually found you again um, through your TikTok and you do the VHS tapes on there. Yeah. Yeah, I love VHS tapes. That's become a pretty big thing on your TikTok there, hasn't it? Well, I mean, again, it was when the lockdown happened, like everybody, I was like, you know, it's so funny. We're talking about people who don't want to be on the Internet (laughs) and think about all of the people our age or around our age that are just like, oh, I'm not going. I refuse to go on TikTok. And it's just like. You don't know what you t- you're just you've just decided you don't like something that you know nothing about. Right. Um and I was the same way and then I was like I started Cuz the amount of my friends who are in their 30s and 40s uh who are like send me Instagram reels. I'm like guys, this is so <laughs> just get on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the source. Why yeah. people, you know? Yep. Um so when I signed up for it, and I always can if anybody listen, I'm sure there's people listening who are like, oh, TikTok, it's teenagers dancing. It's so much more. It's it's the internet in, you know, yeah. In 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 the palm of your hand. It's it's right. that that's the place to be. Right. Um just the amount of information, just whatever it is you're into. I always compare it to the algorithm of TikTok is so good it's so much better than instagram or twitter or facebook or any of them youtube any of them uh as soon as you start interacting with videos and you let that application know what you like right it figures it out instantly and it it turns into the episode of the simpsons where on halloween homer goes to hell and the the devil's like oh you like donuts have all the donuts in the world that's (laughs) The TikTok algorithm, it just keeps feeding you all the donuts in the world. It's unbelievable. It is. And so I was like, I was like, wow, I'm a comic. I'm an actor. I'm like, I'm a writer. I can improvise. But I was just so like, I don't have the desire or the energy to come up with like a one person sketch every single day. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what's the easiest thing I can do that I don't have to think but it still is interesting to me and it'll be interesting and funny to people watching. And I was like already watching videos on TikTok of people with big movie collections. And I was like, well, that this, these are my people. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'll just show off the movie collection. <laughs> uh, and, and it's just, it's turned into, and my favorite thing in the world is finding blank videotapes you know, mm-hmm. recorded previous, you know, used right. blank tapes. Yeah. And just seeing what's on them because it's like, it could be anything. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of turned into, it's like, Oh man, I feel like I've, I found my voice. 
<laughs> you know? <laughs> so I did want to ask you this, and I'm sure you've probably been asked this a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the weirdest one that you've come across? A dog wedding from like 1988 or 89. Oh, these people married their two beagles in the backyard in the summer. (laughs) Um, And it's 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 crazy, too, because there is like. There are professional camera people there. Wow. This is like it's almost it's like behind the scene foot there. And there's people. There's everybody invited. Like it's like they're doing like a proper backyard wedding. There's like tables. There's catering. There's an Elvis impersonator singing by the pool. It's it's ridiculous. There's they go inside. They cut up the cake. They have presents for the dogs. It's like <laughs> what what the hell is this? And the idea that there is like professional beta max footage of this somewhere yeah. out there. You know, wow, hilarious to me. The, yeah, I'm. They put a lot of effort into that. I mean, it, it, was it like the people got married and they each had a beagle on, and then they decided they got married, so their beagles were going to get married too? Or I, I wonder how that actually played out. I don't know if like the pe- yeah, if they were dating, if they if they were a couple, if they you know they just met at a dog park, if they you know yeah, <laughs> I mean like my dog growing up when he would get loose would run like across town and my parents were always like oh he's got a girlfriend he goes and visits mm-hmm. yeah so i have no idea my, but my rottweilers got... that way like the we yeah. have like the our neighbor next door has a um uh belgian malinois and uh they go this... and whine at oh. each other at the fence and like they lick through the fence at each other it is so spooky when these things happen because it's yeah. like that's we just adopted a dog. This is the dog with diarrhea. Uh-huh. I'd never even heard of Belgian Manois. How do you say it? I think it's Malnois or Malnois. I, I, yeah, I, I always said Malnois, and then I heard somebody say Malnois. Mal- I was like, okay, Malnois. Yeah, that'll help me remember it though. Malnois, yeah. Malnois. Yeah, that's what they. That's what the vet thinks our dog is, and then we googled them because we were like, oh, maybe it's like a. Because the shelter was like, oh, it's a mix. And yeah, then, it's so funny. Like a German Shepherd mix, I'm guessing is what they said. Kind of look, she like she's got that kind of mole on her face, like German Shepherds, but then she's got yeah. the, the, the kind of coloring you'd see in a boxer, like she's got the white belly and the the brown. Okay. So yeah. gorgeous dog. Oh yeah, sounds like a uh, gorgeous dog. But so y- y- you like to get the uh, the mutts, I'm guessing too. Then we had a germ uh, we had a scottish terrier for 13 years more than 13 years that we put down a little bit before halloween and then mm. the this dog is eight months old and she you know we were we like the tuesday before thanksgiving we were just kind of poking around at a shelter and we were like oh my god this is the only dog <laughs> wagging its tail not barking at us yeah <laughs> um and she'd already been spayed had all of her shots you know had only been in the 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 pound for like you know eight or nine days yeah well you know i mean the i'm i'm just the dogs like that always turn out to be some of the best dogs like both of mine yeah i bought for 25 dollars total in front of walmart at the same time oh wow and they, they were just trying to get rid of them i they had them 15 bucks a piece and they gave me the other one for a discounted price since I was taking the last two that they had. 
And wow. um, one of them is a because I didn't you, you know that dogs like their their dads can be different on and they can all be in the same litter. And um, so this, so one of them is like a German Shepherd Rottweiler pit bull mix, and the other one is an English Pointer uh, Lab pit bull mix, but they're from the same litter and they look nothing alike. And all they told us was is that they were a Lab German Shepherd mix, and that was it. And they look completely different. It's hilarious. Yeah, but I mean, they're the best dogs. I mean, they're they're great with our kids. You know, um, I've got them pretty well trained you know they we've got bells on the back door that go ring the bells when they need to go in the backyard all that good stuff so you know i i love having these dogs around yeah we're, we're just working on um going to the bathroom outside <laughs> that's 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 the big one right now yeah yeah and, you know i mean it takes time but once it's done it, it, it you know it's a lot better but i remember mine like i said they're from the same litter and so i potty trained both of them potty training two of them at the same time i, I thought i was going to lose all of my hair yeah so we kind of got off got off on a little bit of a dog tangent there and everything but i do want to kind of jump back into some of the other stuff here that i have um so you've kind of done a little bit of everything you know i was looking at your imdb and uh Wiki, wikipedia you know and you've done stand-up you've been an actor you've worked with wwe how did you get started in the business I, i'm guessing you started with stand-up right uh that's exactly right i started doing stand-up um in god 20 years ago in uh summer of 2003 mm -hmm. and then um just one it's just one thing led to another it's like you meet other comics you just start doing other shows and then yeah you know somebody's like oh there's an audition here and then you know wanna booking you know doing commercials and then uh, just you know it, it i didn't even know that i was in a scene until the scene ended you know it was oh. just I, I was like oh this is just <laughs> this oh i was like oh this is what stand-up comedy is it's just you know yeah all these amazing comics who you know like run their own shows in the lower east side and in the village and stuff and then the, the you know the just getting on comedy central and stuff and right the uh the the, the crazy thing of it was too is like you know the first time i heard somebody say like oh there's like a, a club scene and an alt scene in stand-up i was like oh i i you know they were like oh why why are you an alt comic <laughs> i was like i'm just going where i can perform i don't even know what <laughs> i'm yeah. not i'm not trying to do anything <laughs> um and then it was really weird when like the first wave of comics that i knew in new york all like moved to la and then when i eventually got to la like i remember the first time somebody told me they were like they were like oh like Pete Holmes is famous now. Like his 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 podcast is huge. Or like, yeah, you know, when Kumel like did Letterman, it was like, holy shit, this thing is like, this is crazy. Um, and then you know, yeah, it, 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 even just like with college humor, it was just like, it's so strange now. Like, cause we we me Pete and Orrin, who do the Batman videos and like other videos and stuff. Uh, -huh. uh with front page films 
we um we just did Batman videos again um and we were like thinking back to when we first started doing like it was like you didn't have the kind of phones that we have now right you know the, the stuff that I shoot and edit on like TikTok on my phone it was just like that wasn't a thing no Instagram yeah. didn't even exist you know it was like it was it's wild to think of how much everything has changed. Well, it was uh, what like when YouTube first started even. Well, I mean it's yeah, but it's 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 even even like YouTube has changed. Like the the, oh, the subscribers, yeah. you know that um that Pete has on his page, it's like you can't get that organically anymore. It's like that's like brands right. and you know you know the the Jimmy Fallon show and stuff get those Yeah get put on the front page and stuff like there's a great interview with um Bo Burnham where he's just like you know what I did on uh YouTube it's like you, no you couldn't do that now it's yeah. just there's no you know these out that's why like TikTok is amazing because it's like it's the first when I got to 50,000 followers on TikTok I was like this is crazy I've been plugging away at you know all these other platforms and I've net like I barely barely been able to scratch 10,000 followers. Yeah. Um and it's like TikTok is like I and other creators who have big followings on other platforms hate TikTok because they're like I have 200,000 followers so each video should have 200,000 views. Like show my video show my videos to my followers. Right. And the the algorithm on TikTok is very, you know, um, it, it, it's, it is based on if people are watching this video, mm -hmm. then they will suggest it to other people. And if right. they watch it, then it, it the, 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 the circle gets wider and wider. It's like, yeah, if your own followers or just a couple of randoms like aren't interested in watching this whole video, mm -hmm. it's just fine. You know, because I've heard people say, like, oh, I got shadow banned. I'm like, oh, I don't know what shadow banning <laughs> is. I'm like, pretty sure that you just started posting stuff that nobody gave a crap about and they skipped past it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it shows that like there's a graph that shows where people start to drop off. You know, there's yeah. this much percent of people made it all the way through your video, you know, and it right. shows where the peak is with that. And you, another thing is, is I, and I'm learning this myself is, time of day that you post too you know oh yeah it's very if, important if you're not posting at the right time you're not going to get the the views and it's going to shut off really quick yeah no that's absolutely true um yeah it depends on where where you are what kind of things you post like you know i've just gotten into a rhythm of noticing oh i posted this at this time mm -hmm. and you know this did great or like and i've been surprised sometimes where i'm like ah like I just missed it, you know, because yeah. there's yeah. a window where it, it it'll just it's a snowball effect. And once it catches, it's like, OK, I can usually tell within 10 or 15 minutes how well a video is going to do like it like that week. Right. Um, But then there's other things that I'm like, you know, kind of pat hands like like if anything Star Wars. Yeah. Like I kind of have to like you know spread out my star wars posts here and there because it's just like that those are always going to do well right um 
it it always reaches a certain and then there's other ones where i'm just like i can't figure out why this one blew up um <laughs> you know just th- no different than the other things that i've been doing but it's just it's it's consistency yeah. it's it's the consistency of the subject matter too you know like my wife and i had a great idea for a like a sketch and i was like like a character and i was like i mean it, it'd be really funny but i don't know if it would play well uh on my feed just yet and then we were figuring out a way to organically get it into like a like a vhs video or something you know like a, oh, that'd be we cool. keep we keep goofing on a character about like a casting director yeah you know, and what they're like um but like one video in particular it was like i posted you know, it's just a couple commercial breaks. And one of them was a promo for a show I had never heard of called um, Early Edition. Do you remember Early Edition? Uh, it sounds familiar, but I, I couldn't honestly tell you anything about it. It's It was a, uh, a short-lived, I mean, short-lived in like that. It might have even ran like four years, which I was like, how did I, I mean, how did I miss the show? But it was also yeah. the you know it came out in 1996 it came out right <laughs> when i was like you know right graduating high school going to college yeah. like i'm not hanging out at home watching a cbs drama on a saturday night exactly yeah um but it ran like four years it starred uh kyle chandler uh you know from friday night lights and and uh you know, super eight and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's a guy, it's like quantum leap. He wakes up every morning and there is a, a, a tabby cat near him or like an orange cat. What are those cats called? Are those tabbies? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Orange cat. Like he had deja vu. And it, I think I remember the show now. I, I, yeah. And, and he finds a copy of tomorrow's newspaper newspaper yes okay and so he reads it and then it's like oh there's all these things or maybe he picks one i still haven't watched the show Uh uh-huh and he's like i have to stop this from happening or help this person whatever it is yeah and for whatever reason that one promo and me being like what the fuck is this show i have never heard of this (laughs) yeah Every like every comment was like, "How do you not remember early edition? It was the greatest." Like I'm reading the Wikipedia. I'm like, there were conventions. I'm like, what is this show? Yeah, <laughs> I I do remember that now. I the name uh, wasn't ringing a bell. Really, I, I like yeah. I knew the name, but I I couldn't put it together. But now that you say that, I remember being at my grandparents' house uh, and that show playing. I think my grandma liked to watch it or something but yeah it was an interesting show i mean yeah um yeah that so it ran for like four years i didn't realize that it's crazy yeah so yeah so anyway i mean that's all to say that the, the what i'm doing on tiktok now is like closer to what youtube was like 15 years ago of like post yeah. something yep. and strangers will see it as opposed to <laughs> You know, you go on Inst- you go on Instagram and you're like, apparently I follow five people because all I see is the same five <laughs> types of people or pictures or just I'm just, you know, uh, TikTok is, is back to at least posting what it was like. But I mean, you know, we needed somebody 
who knew how to shoot, who knew how to edit, who had a camera. Yeah. Um, and that's where like Oren came in and and then me and Pete were, you know, stand-ups and became fast friends, became roommates. Yeah. And it like the first series of videos we did uh together, it was like Pete and I kept looking at each other like this is so strange that we're actually shooting the video instead of this just being one of a hundred conversations of, you know, it would be a funny video. Yeah. If, yeah. If this, this, and this, um, so it's wild to be kind of part of that little sliver of a generation of like, no, we're actually doing the thing. And then when we were friends with guys at college humor, and then that became like, you know, they wound up getting like corporate backing for a while and they had like real money and a real budget and it, mm -hmm. and when we had the idea for the batman thing we were like you know this will be funny but it it won't be funny unless it looks really good and it looks like it's a real batman movie the right. main thing was like we were like we need a suit we need a good batman suit <laughs> and then we were yeah. like oh we'll pitch it to college humor and then they can pay for it um it, it worked and it were, and then wound up going viral. It's like the most watched thing that they ever had on that site. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. So then, you know, and mm -hmm. and then you know things were all happening at the same time. I was I wound up going on auditions for other shows. Like I booked the small part in the other guys. You know. Yeah. I, I wound up you know performing on Conan and stuff. And so it's just, but it is it's it's, you know, it's still a grind. It's still just hopping from one lily pad to the next and they, right. sometimes they're really far apart it's like holy shit <laughs> you know i remember seeing a um an old johnny carson with uh with um uh what's his name from rockford files um and he was like uh james garner and he was like yeah. uh you know he's promoting the 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 tv pilot for rockford files and you know and he he'd already been on maverick um yes you know, popular Western and listening to him talk. And he's on the tonight show with Johnny Carson. And he's like, you know, Johnny's like, so tell me about this, uh, this, this Rockford files, you know, TV movie. And, and Garner's like, it's really good. You know, I hope people like it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, he's like, it's just one of those things with, when you're an actor, when you're in between jobs, when you're not working, it feels like you're never going to work again. Yeah. And he's like, hopefully people enjoy this. And it's, it's true. You think like things come and go. You see it more now than ever because now there's more outlets and more, you know, shows that just come and go. Right. Um, you know, how Especially having streaming services now. Oh, it's 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 wild. It's yeah. wild, man. Um, and, and like now this phenomenon of like, you know, Warner Brothers Discovery shooting an entire movie and then being like, yeah we'll we'll just take the the tax break we're not even going to release it yeah like that, man that is ice cold these that these, blows me away oh these businessmen you know they've always had their claws in in entertainment but it's worse now than ever i mean it's wildly cold yeah well i mean it, it... but the other thing is it's like now the internet is so like it's it's almost it's like you kind of like we're we're very, we're we're like on the the precipice of, and a lot of people have already proven you don't need them anymore. It's like right. there's a reason people are cutting cords with cable and stuff, and like you know TV ratings are in the toilet unless you play for an NFL team. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's people are building their own boats, you know? And that's that, that was the wild thing about the SAG strike. It's like, you know, these, these conglomerates, these monsters, they do not care about anything other than just the, the, the black ink at the bottom line. Right. Well, I mean, I, I actually read an article a few days ago and they are very out of touch too. Uh, I, one of them said that the reason why their films weren't doing so well is because there wasn't enough executives on set. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think, you know, (sighs) what does that have to do with the actual, the story or the movie itself? You know, it has nothing to do with that. That is wildly hilarious. (laughs) I mean, it kind of your brain kind of locks up when you hear stuff like that it's like so Uh, yeah it it, it, and that's the mentality that's the mentality like that artists and you know performers and writers are up against yeah and it's you it, it it fosters nothing but discouragement right there was something that i i did want to talk to you about and it has to do with um you're a writer and um, you have, like you said, you've worked with Pete Holmes. You've been on Conan O'Brien. I know you were uh, a writer on both those. Were you a writer on Tosh.0 as well? Uh, no, I, I okay. wasn't a writer on Conan either. I, I just got brought in like a couple times a month uh, okay. to perform in sketches, which was crazy frequent, frequently. Um, yeah, which I watched some of those back and they are hilarious i I really like especially the one um where you're making your guacamole oh my god todd todd (laughs) levin wrote that one that is such a funny bit (laughs) that was that was one of those ones too where it was like you know when i'm wearing like the white you know beanie baby outfit Uh and we're about to i'm about to cut off my hand and we're going to spray blood everywhere it's like okay we only get one shot at this yeah um which is Conan was the so far the most fun I've had in comedy television performing because it you know yeah it's it's live to tape but you know if you're in front of the audience when they're shooting the show it's it's ba- it's 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 basically live right um and you get one shot at it and it's also it's like you know you wanted you want to deliver so that they bring you back um and it was one of those things where i i it it really wasn't until the pandemic that i i was aware it's so funny i'm 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 kind of blissfully ignorant (laughs) at every turn of my career um i didn't i wasn't aware of like how much they were using me or or that it was unusual how much they were using me on conan okay until like like I like I talked to one other actor and he's like, oh my god, I haven't been here in like five months. And I was like, I was here last week shooting something else. <laughs> um, but then during the pandemic, during the lockdown, they were like, we'll bring costumes and leave them in your driveway. We'll bring props and leave them in your driveway. Um you sh- will email you the script shoot it on your phone and send us the footage so there are some sketches uh that were exactly like that like in 2020 uh-huh um and it was like first of all a lifesaver because it was just 
the fact that I'm locked in my house and still managing to, you know, right. Get, get work. Yeah. Um, and then when the lockdown ended, cause this was also, cause then when, cause they left that studio, uh-huh. they were shooting on a soundstage at the Warner brothers lot. Okay. And the plan always was like Conan was going to be ending that show sooner rather than later. And he had a, um, it, it, nothing's happened with it yet, but there's still, you know, he's, he, he has a deal with HBO max. Yeah. Um, to do a show. Okay. And they moved to, uh, Largo, the comedy theater here in, in, in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And he was doing his show, you know, alone. Like you remember when the talk show hosts were, it's just them. Right. The, I was the first, like after the vaccines and stuff and, and things were opening up. I, I didn't know, but I was the first outsider that they brought to uh, Largo to shoot a sketch. Oh, wow. Uh, with Conan, like everybody else that was there was like, you know, in that, you know, bubble in that, you know, the Conan family. Uh huh. Yeah, and that was the last time I was on the show. I played a uh, a cicada, um, <laughs> who, like you know, because what what is it like every fourteen years or twenty seven years or whatever it is uh, yeah. with the cicadas? Yeah, um, not twenty seven years. So that's that's the monster in it. That, that's <laughs> that's it. Yeah, <laughs> but however long it takes for the cicadas to show up. So the bit is, is I didn't know like that he's not on like NBC anymore or. You know, uh-huh. all that's like, I'm just like, I've been, I've been away, Conan. I didn't know. And the, like all these, all my references are 14 years old or whatever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so working with uh, Pete Holmes, I, I did not know that. I didn't realize that y'all were actually uh, roommates and stuff. Cause you know, I saw the one bit that you guys did where um, you were talking about, he asked if you had any siblings you know, oh my God. and yeah. you know, but I, I didn't, I, I thought that was just a bit. I didn't realize that you guys actually were roommates at one point. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. We, we lived together, um, maybe two years. Um, maybe not even that long, but I mean, it was, you know, yeah. I, it, 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 like af- after his, like, if you watch crashing, it's about him getting divorced and then, uh-huh. you know, jumping from couch to couch with different comedians. <laughs> and i always joked with him i was like well season two will be the season where you just move in with me because that's that's what wound up happening it's right because we <laughs> i was living way out in queens and i needed something closer to the city and he you know was looking for an apartment and, and, and then started working together and performing together and you know him and i and a couple other comedians had like an office space in uh in chelsea so uh-huh. it was a um you know, and then he then he moved to L.A. and then I was working for WWE and I did that for like a year. And then I moved out to L.A. Um, first, I, I I did a couple spots on the pilot for the Pete Holmes show. And then uh, I was out here in L.A. for like a year. And then the Pete Holmes show went and then we did that for like a year. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. But yeah. And and now uh, him and I are uh, touring together. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's really so cool. yeah. 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 So like, you know, if anybody like just go to PeteHolmes.com and um 
you know, whatever the tour dates are, you know, it's, it's, it's at least this whole year and, you know, probably going into next year. Yeah. You know, I, I do like 20, 25 minutes up top and then Pete does his hour. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, we, we did a new round of Batman videos and we're figuring out what, what we want to do next. And we're kind of working out this, you know, this new kind of business model in this new world of like, you know, right. Cause it's also like Pete does his own, um, ads and, and like reaches out to sponsors on his podcast and was like, well, why don't I do that for these YouTube videos so we can get, you know, people again, it's, it's, it's the same idea we had with the first Batman video. It's like, why don't we, we have these ideas. Let's find somebody who will pay us to do it and pay for the production. Yeah. You know, 3S360 moment video booth. What it is, is it's something unique. It's not like a regular photo booth. You can put these at any event, whether it be a large one or a small one, and people can make their own videos. What you do is you stand on this platform, and there's a camera that goes all the way around you. You can have people on there with you to do goofy poses or whatever it is. But what it does is it makes these events memorable. We all know that we want to make memories when we do this. We take pictures, we take videos. So what this does is it helps you to make a very unique experience. And the cool thing is, is when you have this device there, it is immediately shareable to your own devices. So reach out to 3S360 Moments Video Booth today to get them at your next big event. You can reach them at 3S360 Moments Photo Booth at gmail.com. I will have the email address in my show notes. But to make those events memorable, to have that unique experience, get them out there today. So you have all new set of ones that you're that you've come out with that uh, have never been seen before. Then, yeah, yeah, we've been putting them up. Um, it's it's basically the premise is Batman fires the Justice League, so they're called Bat Cans. They're on Pete's YouTube. Okay. Um, We've been putting up, uh, we did six and then we've been putting up the outtakes, uh, recently. Okay. Um, and they're, they're really funny. I'm, I'm very proud of them. You know, you know, I, I wrote on all of them. I perform as Aquaman in one of them. Um, I I think I saw that one. I, I haven't watched it, but I think it came up on my YouTube as something that, you know, how they, they show you videos that you might be interested in and stuff. And I'm pretty sure I saw that one. I, uh, I haven't watched it yet though. Um, well, it's always great to meet a fan. Um, (laughs) well, they're great. I'm sure if people like our old videos, you know, it's the same stuff. How many characters did you actually play in the, uh, uh, the Batman series? Uh, I mean, a bunch. Because, I mean, you did Commissioner, you did the Riddler, mm-hmm. uh, you did, uh, you were the clown, weren't you? In, uh, yeah, I was, I was. Um, Who punches uh, a hand? <laughs> I love yeah. that line. <laughs> yeah, I was the clown. I was um, Two-Face. I was uh, yeah. uh, Bane. Yes. Um. Yeah. yeah, anytime we had a villain, I would be it. Uh, but yeah, I was always Commissioner Gordon, right? Um, and then because now, I think y'all did Patton Oswald as the penguin. He was the penguin. Yeah, yeah. that was that was super fun. Patton yeah. was uh, was into those videos from the beginning. That's cool. It was really it was him. It was Patton and Kevin Smith both retweeted 
the video when we put it out like that uh-huh. week. Just and it, it wasn't like we were buddies with either of them. It was just they were like, "This is funny. Everyone should watch it," and th- that really helped. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So th- it was just out of the blue, and then did you guys just ask them, "Hey, would you like to be a part of this?" Uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was. I'm sure at that point, at some point, Pete must have met Patton at a show. Yeah, and then. I think they wound up. I think by the time we got to that video, Pete was already had probably the same manager of Patton, which gotcha. okay. you know, guar- guarantees nothing, but it, it, it certainly <laughs> helps. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how did you end up writing for WWE? That was one where it was like they WWE was reaching out to TV writers and okay. At this particular time, this was mid-2011, uh-huh. maybe getting into like the third quarter, and they wanted specifically a TV comedy writer. Okay. And it was one of those things, I always tell people this, um, be honest about your interests and what you like because uh-huh. you put that you put that stuff out there and things come back to you, right. you know. Yeah, uh, 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 like like the VHS tapes. People know I like VHS tapes, and friends, strangers, family. They're like, we don't want this stuff, but also kind of feel weird about throwing it out. We'll just <laughs> give it to Matt. Yeah. Um, and it's been that way with wrestling, where I was always very like, and and especially with wrestling. It was like kind of like embarrassing or like people were weird about it. People are still weird about it, but yeah, you know, less, less so now than, than, than back then. But at any rate, it's a little cooler now. I was known, (laughs) um, I was known for being a wrestling fan in all the comedy circles. So then when, uh, WWE started reaching out to, comedy writers uh-huh people's reactions were well i don't want this job but i know the guy who does okay so once after like the first person was like hey you should apply to this i must have gotten that message from like seven or eight more people um so i applied and it was like three months of back and forth of you know calling them then they'd call back you know send them my transcript from college you know oh they look for all that stuff huh it's 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 a real even before the they got bought by endeavor i mean it was it was a corporate you know yeah job um with an hr department and all that jazz and um sent a writing sample and then had a a meeting um in person finally with um People on the creative team, somebody from HR, you know, uh-huh. talked about the, the the idea that I wrote, pitched it to them. Yeah. And then, you know, it was another month or something. And then by end of November, it was like, OK, you got the job. Wow. Um, and it was it was a combination of, you know, I knew wrestling, I knew TV, I knew comedy, I knew how to write. Yeah. And. I was exactly what they wanted and yeah. then did that for a year 
and then moved out to LA and then maybe quit in 2012. And then they reached out in 2016, the very beginning of the year uh-huh. to see if they were like, all right, well, how about, why don't you be a consultant? You can write, stay in LA, do comedy, do whatever it is you do. And you don't have to come to TV. You don't have to get yelled at by Vince <laughs> and we'll just send you assignments. Yeah. And also uh, one of the other things they really liked was cause I was three hours uh, behind. Right. So they'd be getting out of Vince meetings at like 12, one, two in the morning, uh-huh. but they knew that I would be awake so right. that they could send things to me just so somebody's getting a start, a head start on it. Yeah. Um, so then did that for like another two years. Um, and then was eventually let go, I guess the big middle of 2018, something like that. Hmm. Um, okay. and yeah, and, and I st- still to this day, they say you're the only ex writer who's still a fan of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do you have like a, a favorite Vince story, you know, I mean, cause I, do, being a writer, I'm guessing you work directly with him a lot a lot i mean i i have several favorite vince stories but i mean the one that that always comes to mind is um being at mania 28 in florida Mm -hmm. during the day uh and they were running rehearsals on entrances and uh i needed vince's eyes on something that i was writing and Something wasn't working. There was like a mechanical, uh, a technical malfunction, Mm -hmm. technical difficulty with somebody's, you know, Triple H was riding in on a, you know, motorcycle or a tank or something. Yeah. And there was a second where Vince had nothing to do. So I, I immediately put my paper in front of him and I was like, sir, can I get you get your eyes on this uh, real quick while you. And in that moment, Vince was the type of guy or is the type of guy. I mean, he doesn't. You know, he's still alive, but he, yeah, he doesn't, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't, it's strange that he's alive and he's not running everything at WWE anymore. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, never thought that would ever happen. No. And, yeah. uh, he's the type of guy that whatever is in front of him is the most important thing happening. Gotcha. And so once he's looking at my script, then there's other people who are coming up with objectively more important things. <laughs> and he's just like, guys, I'll be with you in a minute. I'm busy. And it was wild. Um, I took a moment while he's just reading through the script. I kind of like stepped back and appreciated what was happening. That I was like, I'm at ringside. At ringside. Yeah. Um. I'm not crying. I don't know. My my throat got dry for a second. I don't You're want good, anybody, man. <laughs> I definitely don't want I don't I'm comfortable with my emotions, but I don't want anybody to think that talking to Vince McMahon was making me choked up. <laughs> I, I was like, this is wild. I'm at ringside at WrestleMania in an empty stadium uh in the middle of the day, and I kind of just like looked around at all the empty seats, you know, hundred thousand seats. And it was just him and I yeah. and I'm like, I'm getting to be a part of this thing that I've loved my whole life and will continue to love. Yeah. 
Um, and I get to just have a, a, a piece of it. Like I get to, you know, my joke, my, my premise for this little backstage with, you know, Mick Foley and Santino and it's a core, it's, it's, it's a product integration. So like one of the captains from deadliest catch is going to be there. And then Farouk's going to walk in and say, damn. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. And then Vince, he even punched up some of my jokes. He's like, uh, he's like, uh, Oh, Santino should say, Oh, you're on the discovery channel. You know, uh, I should be on that channel, but they haven't discovered me yet. And I remember looking <laughs> at him being like, that's good. That's, that's funny. That's good. Yeah. And then the other thing that I still to this day, I always use is they, they, it was promoting the season premiere of Deadly, deadliest catch, which was, you know, let's say it's on February 12th. Right? Okay. Yeah. And the way I had it written was it's going to be on February 12th. And Vince looked at me in all seriousness and said, what day of the week is February 12th and was expecting me to know. <laughs> and, and I'm here to tell you because of, the weekly in and out and like knowing each Monday, like, okay, Monday's the 10th. Next Monday is going to be the 7th. Next Monday is going to be the 24th. Like, yeah, I was able to quickly do it in my head. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that it's, it's a Thursday, sir. <laughs> like, All right. Here's what you do. I don't know why they write these things this way. Nobody knows when February 12th is. You say Thursday. It's going to be on Thursday, February 12th. And it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. I'm talking to, you know, yeah, one of the greatest, maybe you could say the greatest promoter in the tw 20th century, you know, right. Definitely. Probably him and, you know, Barnum Bailey, you know? Yeah. Um, and that, that's my favorite Vince memory. I mean, I have, you know, I, there are other stories of him just, you know, you know, like, oh, What's a burrito? Nobody knows what a burrito is, guys. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I love hearing that, you know. Um, I'm over here, and I, I'm pretty sure you had these moments, you know, um, working with them. But I'm I'm very much over here geeking out over you telling me these stories and everything, you know. And um, I can imagine, what was your, um, your moment that you had that you were like, oh, my God, you know, when you first started, did you have that kind of freak out moment? Well, when I was at the airport, I mean, I had met Vince. I I, I met Michael Hayes, Vince Hunter, uh -huh. uh, John Laurinaitis. You know, I met all those people at Titan Towers and meeting, seeing Vince in the flesh for the first time. It was like wild, truly wild. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, I rode in the elevator with him. And I was like, this is fucking nuts. But when I first went to TV at the airport was, you know, me and all the creative. And and then we saw uh, we ran into Vicky Guerrero. And I remember being like, holy shit, that's Vicky Guerrero. And getting like, like tongue tied in my head. Yeah. And I remember like thinking to myself, like saying to myself, Matt. You need to you need to get over this immediately because th this is it's Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> you know, if you're gonna if you're Excuse gonna me. <laughs> like if you're gonna panic in your head about Vicky Guerrero, you're not gonna be able to deal with you know Big Show or or John Cena or something. You know, it's just like right. that. You need to switch this part of your brain off right now. Yeah. Um. And I, 
I was able to do that. And and it's funny too because it's just because I'm so because I'm such a big wrestling fan that it was like it just didn't compute seeing these people up close, right. in person, out of character. Yeah. You know, talking to you hear it all the time now, that now that he's retired, but like hearing the Undertaker talk to you in just his normal Texas accent was like it's- it it's really, still weird to me. It's weird. The weirdest one was Santino uh, talking in his regular accent. I was yeah. like, this makes no sense, this voice coming out of this face. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, you know, uh, stuff like that. But it, the only other thing was, like, meeting Big Show. It was just like, holy fuck, he's huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Um. But everybody else was was cool, basically. Um, right. John Cena's the man. Um, <laughs> Christian is the man. Um, who else was awesome? I don't like his politics, but Kane was a delight to work with. I, I've heard he's a super nice guy. He's a super nice guy, you know? Yeah. yeah. He was the only person, the only person on the roster that you're like, okay, here's the script. Here's what, you know... Here's what we wrote. He wouldn't complain, wouldn't ask questions. He would just be like, okay. He would go off wherever he went to. Yeah. Memorize it. Come back. Hit every line. Perform it better than we wrote it. (laughs) And just go about his business. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some guys were more difficult than others. (laughs) (laughs) So going back to one thing you said, you were talking about Santino. I actually had a wrestler on my podcast um, who was trained by him. And um, yeah, hearing him tell stories about him, I'm like, that's that doesn't sound like the same person, you know, that was uh, Santino in WWE. Well, that's what's crazy, too. It's like he's like a legit, like serious wrestler. Yeah. Like he's like legit. Like he can eat like Santino can go. Yeah. And the it's it's especially under Vince the the death kiss at WWE was if you're funny yeah um then you're just going to become yeah. a funny guy and right. and then Vince's idea of comedy is somebody getting their foot stuck in a bucket you know so yeah it's it's uphill yeah <laughs> um but you know he he was he was great to work with you know i it it's it, it but yeah, hearing him just speak in his, you know, I think he's Canadian, whatever his accent was, it's yeah. just, it's, it is not a wild, like <laughs> cartoon Italian, Italian accent. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, going back to another thing that you were saying, you know, I've, I've recently got into, um, I'm a backstage correspondent for a local, um, wrestling company here where I live. And, um, I got to go backstage and start talking to some of these wrestlers never done that before. And it was because I was doing this podcast that I was able to do that. Um, you know, I had the promoter on my show and then he was like, Hey, would you like to maybe do a few things with us? And I was like, okay, sure. Never been backstage before. And the first thing we talked about was me and a couple of the other wrestlers. We were talking about Disney movies. And I was like, I never in a million years thought I would be standing backstage talking about Disney movies with some of these guys. That's so funny. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it, once you get past it in your head, you know, they're normal people just like the rest of us, you know? So, you know, it, you're going to have those conversations, you know, and you can have fun talking to them. You just, like you said, you've got to set that side apart 
to be able to have a good, normal conversation with them. Treat them like a normal person. My wife has to tell me that all the time doing the show. I'll get nervous with somebody that I have on. She's like, they're human too. Treat them like that. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's funny with wrestlers too. I was like, oh man, they, they're more insecure than comedians. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I could, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> um, it really took the edge off. But, it, you know, it's funny. You just reminded me. I remember seeing a shoot interview with Candice LeRae, and she was talking about um, getting in at PWG. Uh-huh. And she was like, she's like, I'm not going to say who told me, but I knew that Super Dragon's favorite uh, cartoon was Ratatouille. Okay. And so she's like, I knew that that was my in, that I was going <laughs> to be able to talk to him about Ratatouille. Yeah. <laughs> And I just pictured Super Dragon in his gimmick watching Ratatouille. (laughs) It's so funny. Well, I've noticed backstage with a lot of them, if you know anything about anime, you're good. Because most of the ones now are into it in some form or another. So funny. I I just missed that, you know. Yeah. Like like I've seen Akira. Okay, yeah. You know, and I've seen... um, you know uh, the the like Ponyo and like that yeah. that that guy's stuff. Yeah. Um. But my son, it literally, but my son's eight. I picked him up from school, and he's like, "Dad, do you know about blah blah blah? It's an <laughs> anime." And I'm like, "No, I have no idea what that is." Yeah. So for me, I the uh, first one I got was I had Dragon Ball Z, but you know my kids. Yeah, that I was just a little bit old for Dragon Ball Z. That was that was yeah. about like I, that was late high school, going to college. I'm like, what is this shit? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but my son watches it a lot now. My daughter did, um, but I guess she got out of it. She just gave me last night. Uh, she had a bunch of like the My Hero Academia manga, and she just she was like, I don't want these anymore here. And I was like, okay, you know. But my son wow. is still like fully into it, like. It's almost with a lot of the kids I've noticed. It's like you're not cool unless you watch anime now. Yeah, like we watched. Um, what is it, Demon Slayer? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Because I mean, well, like when I was a kid, like I was born in the late '79, so like, uh huh. You know, like Voltron. I was like, this looks really good. Yeah. I don't know. Understand why it doesn't. Like, I was like, I understood that there, I don't even know if I knew it was Japanese, but I was like, <laughs> I knew that there were certain cartoons that all looked like Voltron. Right. You know? Yeah. And I was like, you know, Voltron's fine. It's, and I'm like, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's a little bit boring. Even when I was a kid, I was like, I was like, <laughs> well, it's like, I like the idea of Voltron, but I mean, like, give me GI Joe and the Transformers. Now we're, now, now we're talking. Yeah. Well, I mean, even G.I. Joe's, you had uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Oh, so you had a little bit of wrestling there, it. too. So, kidding me? <laughs> I, I actually had a, a guy uh, that I just recorded with, and that was his end to wrestling, was seeing Sergeant Slaughter and uh, realizing that he was an actual real person and then finding out about superstars on USA Network. I love that. Yeah. So, I mean, I. I I'm one, you know, I grew up with the eighties wrestling and all of that nineties wrestling. So, I mean, I, I actually, I don't know where it's at. Um, I think my mom probably has it in a box, but I have um, a bunch of the old Coliseum videos, you know, and it was like uh, WrestleMania one and two. And then I think I have like a SummerSlam of those. 
And um, I, I wish I knew exactly where they were, because if I asked my mom, she's going to be like, I don't know, but I know she has them somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely need to find them. And watching your videos always makes me want to go and find a lot of these, because at my house, the only VHS I have is an original copy of Rangers of the Lost Ark and Star you know Wars. What's funny is, is that that's the show, that's the tape that I remember specifically seeing that when my sister was in college uh-huh. at uh, her apartment, her roommate had like a, like the, you know, the official paramount release of Rage of the Lost Ark. And yeah. Cause my, my, my whole life growing up, we just tape movies off TV. Right. Um, rarely like Christmas, 1989, my brother gave me Batman on VHS and you know, oh. I still have it. Yeah. But it was like, this is wild. Um, but I remember seeing that movie on like the coffee table and being like, this is crazy that somebody <laughs> has like this movie and they right. own it. Yeah. And the box art. Cause they, we just rented movies. That was the thing. Like, yeah, we, we taped things off TV and then you just, you go and you rent a movie. There's like everybody because they were so, it, 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 the the high retail prices of videotapes created the rental market you know yeah yeah um but yeah it was it was it was uh it was that specific movie it's so funny that's the one you have so you know one of the things that i actually find the most interesting whenever you're doing like the vhs tapes and stuff like that it's the commercials that you see from that time yeah period. they're so i mean it's like it blows me away um I even do it like on YouTube. They have like there was a three hour video and it was just, you know, cartoons and stuff from the 90s. And it was like somebody just recorded all of it and uploaded it up to to YouTube and seeing all those commercials on there. Even, you know, uh, it, it's just it blows me away. You know, the marketing that they use for all those different things. Well, I mean, a couple of things. It's like it's it never ceases to amaze me how these memories are dormant and then and and i see this all the time in the comments people are like i can't believe i remember every line of this commercial <laughs> yeah <laughs> every lyric of this jingle and i'm yeah. like yeah i don't how is that just buried back there and i'm like yeah no yep i can dust that off real quick this commercial <laughs> from 1991 yep yeah <laughs> there's that but it's also um it again speaks to the state of television how you know, young people don't watch TV. Um, right. My son doesn't watch television. Like he watches, you know, stuff on demand. Right. He watches on his iPad. Yeah. Um, but like flipping channels. I Like I remember when he was really little and we visited my folks and having to explain to them, explain to him. And this is before they had, you know, some streaming device. Right. Um, which even though they have it, they don't use it. <laughs> um and I'm like, th this TV at grandma's house doesn't work like ours. You know, yeah. we have to see what's on. Right. And, and, and there will be these breaks in between with commercials. Uh -huh. um, like, it's just, skip. it's over. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and what's wild, too, is like these dummies that like completely jumped the gun to form these streamers are now being like, oh, why can't we make money? Oh, shit. I think we need advertisers. Oh, <laughs> fuck. We need to yeah. put commercial breaks back in. It's like, yeah. 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 The, people liked watching TV. Yeah. I don't did. know why they ruined it. Yeah. 
Well, I I actually had to. Uh, so you can do like Roku TV, you know, and it has the streaming on there and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was watching. I don't know why, but I was watching something on one of those. And uh, my son walked in and I was like, well, hold on. I've got to wait till this part ends. And he's like, why can't you just pause it? You know, they don't understand, you know, well, you can't pause TV. And then I went into explaining, you know, like the TV guide channel, you know, and he's just sitting there looking at me like I have 12 eyes, you know, because it just does not compute with these kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's just that's not what TV is. Yeah. I mean, it was a whole experience. Right. So there's that aspect of it. And then the other aspect of it is just how high quality the commercials were. Like they, yeah. it's, it's the art. Like we, we took them for granted because right. it was just like, oh, commercials, boring. Yep. They were 30 second movies. Some, some of the, the effort that was put in, the money that was put in. Yeah. To some of these, the looks of them, you know, some of them are just straight up gorgeous. Like right. there was one, ad i saw for just motor oil and it was just it was like low angle shots of cars jumping you know over jumps and i'm like they wrecked all of these cars just for a, <laughs> a 30 second spot for motor oil yeah <laughs> you know and like now it's like you, you, you turn on anything on tv it's just the only people watching terrestrial television are over 50 and mm-hmm. all the ads are either for medications or it's just really boring low stakes clearly they hired people and i know this for a fact because i'm in this industry yeah hired people who can improvise right and it's just two people talking and they're just having like a like a weird kind of producty conversation or it's like hyper like boring just yeah. You know, just just shots of stuff and it's just like, oh, you know, it's 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 a dream. We're all having a dream. It's just it, it it's wild how like the commercials are the best part now. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, do they even make like toy commercials anymore? Because I remember as a kid, that's how I knew what toy I wanted was because the commercial would hype me up for that toy because they yeah. would crossfire, you know looked like the coolest game ever i wanted that game because you know it looked like it was this mad max setting and you're shooting these balls at each other and the dude gets you know spun into outer space whenever he loses and there's just you know fire all around do they do anything like that anymore for kids toys i mean if they do i don't know because my son watches cartoons on demand so i'm like yeah and then there's not there's not even toy stores anymore no, I mean, no, I, I heard isn't Toys R Us trying to make a comeback kind of good luck. I mean, it's <laughs> like because like what you're talking about, it's like either e- either it's it's got to be. Which which was always the case, you know, these, you know, toys based on a TV show. Yeah. You know, because we always had G.I. Joe and Transformers and He-Man. Right. But. You know, you go to the toy aisle and it's like, all right, it's Bluey, there's Star Wars, there's wrestlers, there's, you know, Mario. Yeah. There's it's it's like the stuff that my son is interested in is he's like, Oh my god, a Fortnite yeah. toy or you know, Huggy Wuggy or you know, Minecraft. Right. Um it's it's all extensions of you know i'm I'm sure that there's a term for it in you know marketing or whatever but it's just it there's no like toys just 
just toys, right? <laughs> you know, there's no, yeah, nothing can exist onto itself, and it's also it's just like it's it's the, the, the there's no, it's just it's 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 beyond me. It's like, yeah. like when he has friends over, it's like they don't like Legos. That's that that's yeah. The, that's really the only toy my son is is really interested in. Right, like yeah. action figures have never grabbed him. Yeah, um, I still he, buy action I, figures though. Yeah. Oh, my God. dude, <laughs> you you go to your buddy's house, you bring your guys with you. Like, yeah, okay, I brought my guys. I got my bag of guys. Exactly. It's a lost art. It is. But now for me, you know, it's become a hobby. Like I do like I buy the wrestling figurines. Uh, I come from the era with Power Rangers, so I buy a lot of the Power Rangers toys. And I've even got into like Funkos and things like that. Most of my stuff stays in the box now. But, right. you know. I'm still buying toys at 35 years old. Well, that's the thing is when I, when we go to target, he wants to walk through the toy aisle. Yeah. Um, but, and it's funny, like he, he likes the, you know, getting things. And yeah. He's like, he's like, can we get this? And I'm like, no. Cause I know you like, you don't, you don't play with this stuff. Right. But it's funny to me, like most of the toys I can tell are, targeted at me yes you know like the amount of like like the retro he-man yep like i'm like this is wild how much i i'm a 44 year old man and i'm like i want to buy this land shark <laughs> thing so goddamn much <laughs> yeah it's preposterous well and they've been doing the retro stuff to where it looks exactly like the toys it looks exactly like it yeah like when they put out those man those mandalorian figures yeah and and the box looks just like the 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 boxes from when i was a kid it, yep. it's wild yeah yeah was oh, this for me oh thank you what is it a nice tea <laughs> cherry soda what do you oh. love me or something wow cherry soda cherry cream soda thanks dude well, that sounds Damn nice <laughs> treating you right over there that's right they went to zangu chicken all right i guess it's dinner time Okay. Well, I, I've just got a couple more questions for you on here and then, uh, we'll get you off of here. Cause I know you've got, uh, you know, dad stuff, dad stuff to do and everything. Um, do you have any hobbies besides the VHS tapes and stuff? I mean, um, I mean, I love wrestling. I love movies. Yeah. I love, uh, comic books. Um, you know, it's so funny. Like, I I I was I mean I never like called myself a gamer. Like when uh -huh. I was growing up, it was just like, you know, everybody had a Nintendo, everybody had a Genesis. Right. And then I think it was when like the first, not the first, but like when Grand Theft Auto 3 came out. Uh-huh. Whichever one was the one that was like, oh, this is this is wildly different. The the first like sandbox one. Yeah, yeah. I think it was three. Uh, yeah. Vice City was right after that. Yeah. Yeah, see that trailer that dropped today for six. I haven't watched it yet, but I, I'm I I want to watch it. I just haven't had a chance. It looks unbelievable, and it's set to a Tom Petty song. I'm like a huge Tom Petty fan. Oh, that's cool. Um, but that was like the last game that I was like, that game kind of ruined games for me because I was like, this is. I remember playing it. I remember saying this to my roommates. I was like, this is the video game I always wanted. 
where right. you can just walk around and do anything and not, not even have to be playing a game. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I remember like the closest I always felt to that was a uh, hard driving. I always liked like just driving around. Yeah. Like, and not not doing anything, just uh- being in that world. <laughs> like Doom. I, I loved Doom. So, yeah. Um, that's a game, you know, even it's still one that's fun, even though, you know, the old versions, you know, I love playing the old versions of doom, even to this day, you know, it, yeah, me too. It it doesn't get old. No, I, I never, so so I never got into call of duty. Uh So I was like, I was like, it's just doom in world war (laughs) two. But, um, since my son has gotten interested in video games, I, I I don't play a ton of Roblox. He's always really he's like, Dad, you should play this game of Roblox. But yeah, he got me into Minecraft and he really got me into Fortnite. Do your kids bully you on Minecraft? Um Mine yeah, do. But, but he's he also like he builds worlds. Yeah. And then he's like, All right, Dad, you have to get through this this game and I just die instantly and he just yeah. laughs and thinks it's hilarious. Oh yeah. So I'll join a world with my kids and they'll be like, Oh, fly up here, dad. And so I'll fly up there and then they'll turn off my ability to fly. So I fall down and die, <laughs> you know, and I just hear them laughing from the other yeah. room hysterically, you know, <laughs> they really are bullies. They really are. <laughs> but so, I mean, you know, I, I guess that. I trained them that way. So yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> you know, all, all complaints go to the maker. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you have two podcasts that you do, right? Yeah, the, the the movie one I do, we do infrequently just because it's like, once he's asleep, we're just kind of, I do it with my wife and we're just kind of like, oh, we're exhausted. I, don't I feel did like, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the wrestling one, I would, we've been doing for 10 years now. and Oh, wow. It's, uh, yeah. It's a long time. And yeah. And it, and it, and it, you know, and we go to show, like I was just at, um, west coast pro um on uh-huh. sunday they were here in town and you know we we go to dine we were at full gear we go to dynamite or raw or smackdown when they're in town if i'm cool. i think i'm doing a new year's eve show with pete in arizona but if i was in town we'd be going to the wwe house show at, at uh crypto okay um yeah love 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 wrestling you know yeah definitely you know um i think we have in January, we have it coming to Little Rock, uh, which is probably the closest for me because I'm in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, we try to go. And then now, since I've become part of that whole wrestling family, you know, I'll message some of the guys and be like, hey, are y'all going too? And it's pretty well. And then some of them, you know, I'm like, hey, I saw you on TV because a lot of them are doing extra work. Oh, they're like the security guard or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. So um, that's great. Local had, talent. Local talent. Yeah. I had one guy who was on. And then he was on AEW like the day after he was on my show. And then, oh, that's um, hilarious. So his is now like the most downloaded episode that I have. And he's like, oh, it's because of that, you know. But I mean, he's been known all around like the Midwest area and stuff like that. But yeah, I have all kinds of them that have the stories about, you know, doing tryouts with WWE or doing backstage work. He had mm-hmm. one where he was talking about doing stuff with Bray Wyatt, you know, hiding from writers. Uh, so <laughs> so funny yeah but yeah no the podcasting thing i'm 
I've been doing this for almost two years. March will be two years that I've been doing my own show and everything, but I, I love doing this. You know, um, it's become almost a, uh, I have to do it type of thing for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, what made you decide to start your podcast? Um, It was just, I moved out to LA and, and one comic was like, Hey, do you want to start a, a, a podcast? And I was like, I feel, I was like, Oh, a podcast. And it's so funny. Like 10 years later, it's like, you know, it felt like, oh, all right, podcasts. It, it, it's is that even still a thing anymore? It's like, it's like, yeah. oh my god, of course you start a podcast. And now here we're ten years, ten years later, and it's like, I remember looking around the. Cause I said to him, I was like, I feel like the only thing I could talk about every single week, uh, for an hour would be pro wrestling. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, okay, cool. I don't know anything about wrestling, but that could be fun. And I was like, well, the other thing is, is I could never do a wrestling podcast without my my friend Vince. Yeah. Um, and so we have to do a podcast with him. Um, so then the original guy, Tom wound up leaving the show. Like he never really got into or understood wrestling and actually kind of came to resent it. Uh, but me and Vince, you know, we've been, you know, yeah. Best friends for forever. Right. And always going to wrestling shows. So it's just like, well, you know, Tom left the show and we're like, I'm still going to talk to you about wrestling. So we might as well record it. You know, we can keep doing the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then the, uh, the, um, the idea of the show, I was just like, listen to all the other wrestling podcasts at the time. Yeah. And it was really, it was like Colt Cabana had his show and right. he was really, he was just doing uh WTF. Yeah. Um, but instead of with comedians, he was doing it with wrestlers. Right. And then there were a couple other shows that were like, not really good audio quality, even worse comedic quality and then there were other ones that were just you know recaps of raw right and i'm like hey nobody's nobody's doing anything interesting yeah um aside from cabana and we're definitely not looking to do an interview show we just want to have a group of people and we're talking and so like at first the idea was well we're going to teach tom about wrestling Mm-hmm. Um, we're two lifelong fans and then we're just introducing the product to this guy. And then it just quickly became, you know, just about our relationship as friends going to shows, what it was like at shows. Yeah. And then that was like the first five years. And then the last five years have been the most recent five years have been just me and Vince again, talking about what we think of wrestling and, you know, celebrating what we love like scratching yeah. our heads on the stuff that we don't and <laughs> we all do rewind too right yeah i mean but what's also funny because like because like when the pandemic hit and there was no it seemed like there was going to be no new wrestling yeah um we instantly were like well let's just pick a random old promotion mm-hmm. and we started watching mid-south every week and like okay. talking about that. And then when that ran its course, we we've been watching world class. And now it's it's kind of eerily lining up with the Iron Claw movie that's coming out next month. Yeah. Um, and so we got a theater we rented. Um, 
with a bunch of uh people who listen to the show and friends of ours and stuff and we're gonna go to like a a, a screening of the movie oh that's cool um yeah it's like at first i wasn't sure i, it, I was like i was like i don't know about this movie but it looks like it's gonna be good it looks like it's gonna be great and yeah. and the other part of me the 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 other part of me is like tickled at the idea of all of these a24 kind of hipsters who are going <laughs> to go to this movie yeah who have no idea how deeply depressed they're going to like <laughs> even for an a24 movie yeah you are going to be bummed out when you leave this one. Oh yeah I, so is it lacey von eric um she's she's in wrestling and stuff yeah. um well i saw a video of her the other day and uh it had um what walking around the convention it, yeah it had ted dibiase in the background yeah 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 and um so i have two stories on that actually um and like she's like oh yeah he's wearing a wwe shirt you know my family really helped y'all out didn't it? and he was like yeah they did i was really appreciative of it and then she's like and then they all died and you just see his face just like completely yeah. change you know as she's walking away you know it's like oh so yeah, yeah that's uh that's crazy. I, I, I mean, th- she just kind of just dumped that on him there, and I was like, "Oh, so." And then, yeah. the other- well, I think she she'd had a few cocktails before she <laughs> started walking around. It seemed like. So also with that, I had uh, two buddies that were at the uh, at that same convention, I believe, and um, they actually got a recording for me of him like introducing my podcast. So I was like, "Man, that's really cool." So um, it'll probably I'm probably going to put it at the front of this episode, in fact. So it's uh, actually pretty cool. And uh, they just like sent it to me randomly. I had no idea that they were going to do that. That's awesome. Yeah, you got to have it's it's great to have friends like that. Hell yeah. Do you have anything coming up that maybe you want to talk about? Um, no, I mean, it's it's um, probably going to be performing with pete i'm just waiting on like final final confirmation but i i'm i'm pretty sure that we're going to be uh at the tempe improv in tempe arizona december 30th uh and 31st uh so you can come you know last last chance to see us in 2023 yeah and then um january 5th and 6th at the brea improv in brea california okay um the batman videos uh bat cans uh we're very happy to be back doing stuff and we're going to be figuring out what the next series of videos is going to be but you know go to go to pete holmes uh youtube and subscribe to that yep and check out those videos and then check out my uh my tiktok uh mccarthy redhead um for all things uh vhs and movie related and i review blu-rays and 4ks and stuff and really talk about random weird fun movies um and then the we watch wrestling podcast new episodes every wednesday awesome yeah well man it has been great talking to you tonight i really appreciate you coming on here yeah thanks for having me man you know talking with me about all kinds of different things it's uh uh i always have a great time talking with my guests and just having a great conversation so uh maybe i can get you back on here again because i've got a whole list of things on here that we didn't even talk about so (laughs) beautiful all right man well you have a great night and i will talk to you later all right you too bud thanks hey listeners pardon for the interruption 
but I'm Billy, and I'm always joined by my co-host Jim, the Bulk and Skull of the Zeo to Hero podcast, where every week is always going to be a different surprise. You got to tune in to find out what we talk about. It could be anything from 90s nostalgia, Power Rangers, anime, giant fighting robots, or landing on the moon. Who, uh, who knows? So, definitely check us out on any of the podcast places where you find yours. This is Jack and Joe from Drazzled, the podcast that takes award-winning worst films and fixes them. It's not enough to just point out when a movie is bad. Which we do. Or to discover why the movie is so bad. Which we do. We go ahead and fix the whole damned thing. Yes, we do. Bad movies, good writing. A special brand of stupid. That's Drazzled. Find Drazzled at your favorite podcast spot. We're sure to razzle-dazzle ya. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that episode with my guest, Matt McCarthy. He was a fine guest to have on, and I really enjoyed talking to him. Um, I just want to say thank you to him for coming on the show, taking time out of his schedule to be on, to talk to me about all the great things that he's done, and I really look forward to uh, seeing what he does next. So I have one more episode that I am recording for this year. As an interview style, I have another episode that will probably be coming out the week before Christmas as well. So you'll probably have one on the next Monday and then probably one on that Saturday, I'm thinking. Um, and it's going to be just kind of a wrap-up type of episode. But I have one more interview that I'm actually recording. Um, as you're listening to this, it'll be today that I record that one. So uh, be looking for that episode to be announced on Facebook and all those other places. Instagram, Twitter, in the next week or so. And uh, thank you guys for listening this year. I really appreciate everything. My podcast has grown so much in the last year. I am almost on year two of doing this, and it's just been crazy. The amount of support that I've gotten from people and the amount of people who listen to this show. I have listeners all over the world, and I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you who listen to this show. And uh, I can't wait to bring you more content in the next year. Uh, I've got some really good things planned, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. If I don't hear from you in the next few weeks, I just want to say I hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year's and Happy Holidays. Whatever it is you celebrate during this holiday season, I hope you have a wonderful one. And uh, I can't wait to do more of this for you. But I just want to say thank you. Also, to my podcast networks, the OIW Podcast Network, the Zeo to Hero Podcast Network, and the Avenue Podcast Network. I've been a part of these different podcasts for varying amounts of time, but they've all been wonderful to me. They've all been very welcoming, and I appreciate each and every one of them. So if you guys are looking for something new to listen to, or you're waiting for another episode of I Adapt to Drop, Go to one of these places and find one of these podcasts to listen to. You're bound to find some amazing content. And uh, yeah, I recommend all of these people. If you're looking for a shirt or something that you want to give to somebody who is a fan of this show or to somebody who is a listener of the show who would love to have some merch, I do have merch out. I have shirts out. 
I have coffee mugs, I have stickers. And if you want any of this, make sure that you hit me up or hit my wife's side hustle up called Cups and Teas by Stacia. She makes all of my merch for me, and uh, she does an amazing job. Uh, she makes all kinds of great stuff. She even does stickers for different people that I know. Um, she's done all kinds of stuff for Diamond State Wrestling, and I'm just I'm thankful to have her to be able to make this stuff for me. She's such a creative person, and she makes quality stuff. So make sure that you hit up Cups and Tees by Stacia. Or like I said, you can come to me directly if you want a shirt. Tell me what size you need. Tell me what color you want. And we will get that shipped out to you. Also want to say thank you to Decure for making my ending theme song for me. He is an amazing guy. And I am looking to maybe get him back on the show here in this next year. I've been talking to him about that a little bit. So uh, you might be hearing him again on the show here real soon. Um... But if you like the way his music sounds, make sure that you go out there and follow him. He's always creating amazing new stuff. I also want to say thank you to Original Geek Comics for allowing me to be part of their Paladin comic book. These guys are awesome, and I appreciate everything that they've done with me. You know, I am actually might be doing a project with them again um, here at the first of the year. I'll be announcing that here soon and everything, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Like I said, I've got some new cool things that are coming up with If You Give a Dad a Podcast. And this is just expanding what's going on here. And um, I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Also want to say uh, thank you to Diamond State Wrestling for all that they've done with me. Allowing me to be a backstage correspondent. Allowing me to be part of the Rare Cut. And uh, you know, I did turn that over to Jamie and Jake. But go out there and make sure that you listen or watch on YouTube those programs. Diamond State Wrestling has some of the best uh, content around when it comes to wrestling, and uh, I really appreciate um, them bringing me in and letting me be a part of all of that. If you want to stay up to date with everything with them, either follow their YouTube page or follow DiamondStateWrestling.com and uh, keep up with them there. So you hear me talking about social media, make sure that you're following me on there. That way you know who the next guest will be, and you can follow me on any of them. Uh, just look up If You Give a Data Podcast in the search bar, and I'm sure you're bound to find me on one of the social media sites. You can also email me and uh, give me a suggestion. Uh, there's a post that I put out there on Facebook and I think Twitter and a few other places uh, saying, what would you like to see new in 2024 with iGadap? Uh, do the same with email. If you're hearing this right now and you want to see something new happen on the show, send me an email. Send it to giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, I, I'm always open to new suggestions. And I love doing this. And I want to bring you guys content that you want to hear. So make sure that you uh, reach out to me and let me know how I'm doing. Also, to let me know how I'm doing, make sure that you rate and review this episode. Tell me whether you like it or whether you didn't. Also, like, share, and subscribe to my podcast wherever you're listening at. Hit the notification bell. That way you're made sure to be aware of when a new episode is available. If you rate and review this episode, I am more likely to be recommended to somebody new. And the more people that listen to this, the better. And uh, this podcast is growing more and more every day. And I know it's because of my listeners. And I appreciate you guys for all that you do when it comes to getting the word out about the show. But make sure that you do rate and review this whenever you are listening to it. So I've come to the end of another episode here on iGadap. And 
like I said, I want to say thank you to everyone who listens and everyone who has supported this podcast over the last year and a half that I've been doing this. But it is time for Billy's favorite part of the episode, and that is Dad Joke of the Week. <laughs> what has four wheels and flies? A garbage truck. <laughs> Jared, you are on my cat's Christmas card list. My cat-themed Christmas card list. You're done. All right, you guys. I love you. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I will see you next time. Bye. On. He calls us beautiful people, then tells us who we have on. The best part of my day, the world blocked out in my pods. Tell my friends all about it so that they follow along. And the host is kind of nerdy, but guess what? I am as well. I don't feel so alone, and I began walking out of my shell. Heard a story, I need a connection I haven't felt. I'll be looking for the next one, tell them farewell. It's the podcast for me. Have it on, better go see. Download into name remotely. It's the podcast for me. Have it on better go see. And listen closely. Download into name remotely. This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. Wait, 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 wait. Can you put a timer up here?